you know, at this point, I think I'm Mexican. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Actually, I should start every episode like that. Like, I'm Mexican, by the way. Um, hi. It's been a while. I've been living my life. Um, living la vida loca in Mexico City. Um, and this is going to be a month to update. I can't believe I've been here for two months. That's insane. Um, the first time I came here was in 2020 and I came here alone. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be alone. Um, it was actually supposed to be with Nye, but then some things happened and it ended up being a solo trip. And at that time, I did not see anyone who looked like me in Mexico City. I spent the whole week um, not really looking for for black people, but, you know, I was kind of, I guess, hoping a little bit that I would run into one, that I would see one in passing, maybe. And I think I literally only saw one in person. But this time around... I think I I approached it a little bit differently, which I mentioned in my first month update, and I ended up joining Facebook groups, uh, joining WhatsApp groups, which is like, I'm gonna get into that. The WhatsApp groups, um, when it comes to traveling and all these things, I want to talk about that a little bit as well. But this time around, I found so many Black people. I found out that there's a huge Black expat community in Mexico City and I think I mentioned this before as well but I feel so comfortable in Mexico City like extremely comfortable crazy comfortable um and I was already comfortable the first time that I came here which is why I'm here another time and for a longer amount of time this time around but I feel like this feels like home which is scary because I might not leave I might not leave. I might actually become Mexican, figure out how I can get me some citizenship and sign up in here. Um, Because I really enjoy being here. Uh, Month two has been... Well, let's say it started with the view. It started with me going out with uh, one of my friends, Anissa. Shout out to Anissa, who has been holding it down this whole time I've been here. Um, she's game for anything. I'm game for anything. Um, it's different than some of my other travel partners in the past where like their main focus is going out and either they're getting too drunk and we, or we lose them or they're boy crazy and they're only thinking about boys on the trip. Like she has, you know, we have been vibing very, very well and marching to the same beat this whole time. So shout out to her. Month two started with us going to Zocalo and going to see Bellas Artes, which are two like landmarks in Mexico City. Mexico City is a is a giant city filled with landmarks, period. Like they all of the museums, all of the things that you can see, like I don't even think being in, in Mexico City for three months or three months, excuse me, which is what I signed up for. Um, I don't even think that's enough time because you need time to go through Mexico City. Uh, They have about 250 museums. 
They have a, a shit ton of restaurants that you can go to. Um, there is the Black Soul Food spot that uh, they have, which I, you know what? In the first episode that I did of the Mexico series, uh, Mexico City series, I didn't have great reviews on that. Um, but I went back, and it was a lot. It was a lot better. Um, but yeah, there's so much to do in Mexico City that you need a lot of time. But it's a, I think it's a great city to go to because, and it's a safe city in my opinion to be in. Um, I felt very comfortable walking around all the time. I, I still, still go to the, the pharmacy right before it's about to close at midnight. Like, I feel totally um, safe. And look at me selling Mexico City. That's not what this episode is about. But go to Mexico City if you haven't. Um, if you're planning to go, hit us up. Because I can definitely give um, some kind of recommendations on food, on things to do, or where to find the black people at. You know, all of that. Um, but this month, is I really got into uh, going out even more. I was already going out, but this time... I went out and I had a different mindset going out. Because I think before, I was more so like, I think I didn't really want to go out, but I was forcing myself to go out. But this time around, I wanted to go out. And so the experiences were a lot better. And of course, Mexico City has been overthrown by the Africans. Um, and I say that in the best way possible because Afrobeat and Amapiano has made its way to Mexico City. And it's it's really amazing to see everybody dancing to that shit. Like, I never thought that I would see such... First of all, I've met tons of African people in Mexico City and Haitian people. Um, but I never thought that there would be parties... Like, I didn't think it was to that extent of a of a room being filled with people who are interested in listening to Afrobeat and Mafiano um, in one room, like, in Mexico. So that was really great to see this past month. Um, on the note of the month starting with Bellas Artes and um, going to see Zocolo and seeing the view from one of um, the restaurants we went to, which is called Balcon de Zocolo. It was amazing. It was very, very um, beautiful to see the city like that. I was able, I took a picture of the Mexican flag because y'all know I'm Mexican now. But also just to see a different flag and like to see the, a flag and not associated with anything crazy. This is not to say that Mexico does not have its own history, right? This is not to say that... Um, there's all good within the city. There's there's definitely, or within the country, let alone. Um, but it's it's nice to see a flag and want to take a picture of it. Um, and I don't feel that way in America. <laughs> I don't. I see a flag, I'm like, what the fuck y'all got a flag for? We know where you are. But like, when I see other countries repping their flag, it's it's um, a, a bit of secondhand... Um, pride that I feel secondhand. I would say yeah, secondhand pride. Where it's not my country, but I'm happy to see y'all repping um, because of who you guys are, what you guys add, and you know how rich your culture is. And 
for America, I mean, African Americans have their own flag as well. Don't get me wrong. We got our red, black, and gold. I love that shit too. We have, I think we have one of the most pretty flags um, of all the flags, but it's not a flag that waves all over America. Um, we have the American flag, which y'all know. It's blood on that flag. <laughs> There's blood on every flag, but like, it's different. Um, so yeah, going there, just walking around more, seeing more, um, getting a little bit of history by going to the museums. Um, we went to go see Frida Kahlo's house, the Blue House. If you guys don't know, um, Mex- um, Frida Kahlo is a Mexican artist and she and her spouse Diego um were really really great artists there's a story on their um on their own like she has a really sad story and he was kind of an ass to her and like they have their whole thing but they were extremely talented individuals and the blue house showcases how much um art they did well I don't know if it's all of their collection but it shows their collection a little bit of it it shows um, some of Frida's wardrobe, which is very eclectic and very colorful and um, just, I think, just really interesting for its time. Or, or maybe not, because Mexican clothing, uh, traditional clothing, is very colorful, very bright and big and flowy and vibrant. Um, but that was great, too, going to see her house and seeing how how she lived and the different rooms in her house. And I will say that Frida's room has a, a very interesting uh, vibe to it. Like there's a, there's a feel to it that's a little bit sad, at least to me. But that's because I feel every damn thing all the damn time. And you know what? I'm tired of that. But I think it, it definitely added to, she had like her, in her room, there's like a pair of her overalls there. It's her bed, her, like, regular room setup, but that room feels kind of cold. It just, um, you know, I think a room, your room in your house should feel warm. It should feel um, inviting, at least to you. And that's the one room in the whole house where it just doesn't, you know, it's just not happy. And it doesn't, it doesn't have that vibe of um, feeling vibrant and stuff like the rest of the house does. Uh... So yeah, not to bring it down, but that's that's what I felt by the time I got to her room. Um, yeah, also, <laughs> food. Let's start the food. The food. I'm really Mexican, y'all. I really, <laughs> I am in love with Mexican food. And I think that um, I've grown to love I like spicy food already, but I like spice in a different way. I like Caribbean spicy food where, um, I don't even know how to describe it really, but that the kind of spice is also kind of smoky in a sense. I don't know. I really don't know how to describe it, but if you get me, you get me. If you don't, I'm sorry. I suck at explaining, but, um, <laughs> The food in Mexico City, a lot of things are hot just to be hot. I'm not going to lie. It's hot just to be hot. Not hot for flavor, if you ask me. Me. 
You you know, don't fight me about my taste. You can go there and taste it yourself. But for me, it's hot to be hot. And I think this past month has helped me to understand more of Mexican food and understand more of how how they're using the spices and the technique and all that stuff. I think I get it a little bit more. So I have had mole, finally. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm just not a mole girl. And at this point, I have tried all the mole. So I don't think it's a it's a thing of, oh, you have to try the red one. You have to try the green one. You have to try the, the, the dark one. I've tried all of the moles, and they are just not my jam. They're just not. And the the dark one, the mole negro, is the worst, in my opinion. Because it has the element of cacao, which sucks. Everyone try to say that mole negro is good, it's an acquired taste, and all. It's nasty. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I will say... I would love if you go to Mexico, if there's an option to tr- to get mole, I say try it. Mexican food doesn't cost that much money. I say spend a little bit of money to try mole, to at least experience what mole is. And then after that, you can complain about it, but don't write it off because that's what I was doing for a long, it took me a long time to try mole. And when I finally did, I know now I know it's not the green one. I'll give it to the green mole. The green mole is not that bad. But the, um, the red one and mole negro, y'all can keep that one. I was not fascinated by that. Um, I did also find, I've, we've tried a couple of different um, birria places, but the best one has to be by my house in Mexico City. It's a it's a truck. It's off to the side. It's it's always very quiet. Um, when I pass by, there's literally no one there but him and his bro. And one day I was out just walking to the market, and I was like, you know what? I need to get lunch. Let me try something on the way, and let me also start giving to the food vendors because Mexico City is very known for all of their food trucks, their carts. You could see people like just along the side, like the, along the side of the bank by my house. There's the juice man, shout out to him, because I always go to him. And he makes me a fresh juice with pineapple, cantaloupe, and mint. Amazing. Um, But they also have a barbacoa truck. They have uh, another truck that sells like the chicharron. Um, It's like anything, you could sell anything there. And I wanted to start focusing on giving my money to them to the street vendors instead of going to the nice part of town and spending in these restaurants where they're speaking English to you because you know they've they've been so gentrified in that area that they feel like they have to cater to us and focusing on the trucks and the little restaurants has opened my palate up so much because these people are cooking for Mexican people they're not caring about Susan, who's passing through from Canada or anybody, they're not worried about anybody. They're focused on catering to the Mexican palate and whatever the Mexican palate can handle. And so I found the best media doing that. I found the best quesadillas doing that, like going to these, um, these places where I know they're catering to the Mexican palate. And 
back to the, the soul food spot, which I did not have a great review for the first time because when I went, it was what was happening. We were doing a game night. There was like a big game night happening. And the food that I got did not sit well with me. I was not happy with the flavors. Um, I was only happy with the collard greens, honestly. But I did go there for Juneteenth, which was, a oh my gosh, I felt so blessed going, being able to celebrate Juneteenth in Mexico City. I would have never thought that would happen. And on the same day, it was like a, there was a dual event happening because, um, just a quick side note, even though black Americans and African people are technically under the same class of black, right? And y'all can fight me, y'all, whatever, I don't care. If a white person look at both of us, they're not going to say, oh, she's African and he's African American. Like, they see all of us as black, as nig, as, you know, they, they see all of us as that, um, especially just upon seeing us without even hearing us. You hear a bit of an accent and you can probably p- place someone, but um, they don't, other than that, they don't really know. And so, and you know, even within us, we make our own distinctions. So even while um, I say that to say this, that there was Juneteenth going on, but there was also an Afro Roots Bazaar happening um, at the same time. And it wasn't to be in any competition. They all they were all running pretty late, so you can go to each one. Uh, and I did have the opportunity to go to both, which I enjoyed. I I ate at the Soul Food restaurant again, and this time I had collard greens, I had mac and cheese, and I had fried fish. And I will say, although it's not the mac that I know and enjoy. Like, for real, for real. Um, Because I think some of the cheeses are different. Um, This was a great plate. It was an excellent plate. It was a beautiful plate to have on Juneteenth. It was... um, It was very flavorful. There were tons of black people sitting around, eating. I had a sweet tea. Um, It was great. I had an amazing time at uh, Black Tea Cocina's... Juneteenth celebration and I also love that we were playing our traditional like cookout music um but then we also had DJs that came in and switched it up but it was it was calm it was nice um there was nothing I have no complaints about how that event went I just I do wish there were more people I do um and people were, it was kind of a rotating thing where like people were coming and going and coming and going, which was fine. Cause I came and went too. I also went to the Afro Bazaar that same day, which was my first time going. And that was also a beautiful event. And they were, we, it was just celebrating everything, everything black. Like, um, it was nice to be with my people, like with African American people. But then also nice to go and like be a part of like African culture. It was like different um, different countries that were representing there, and that's cool too. Because as you guys know, I married um, an African man, so I have been immersed um, into 
Senegalese culture to be specific because my husband is Senegalese but um just being around like African culture in general is like different um than my African American culture so that was a, a beautiful experience as well uh shout out to Michael because he's the one who told us like um, hey, like, there's another thing going, and um, one of my friends is going to be DJing. Like, I'll take y'all there, and I'll bring y'all back to Juneteenth if you want. And, you know, he got us out of our comfort zone a little bit to go to this Afro Roots Bazaar, and it was an amazing experience. Um, so, yeah. Other food that I've tried, I've been obsessed with uh, Taco Orinoco, which I had one night... Like on a drunk night, like, like not. Even, I'm not gonna say post club because we were like waiting for everything to really happen. We were we went there waiting for one of our DJ friends. Um, and if you have DJ friends, you you know how it is when you go in specifically for that DJ. And if they're playing late, like you want to get there so that you could beat the ticket prices going up after a certain time. But at the same time, you're gonna be there kind of waiting for your friend. And our friend did not DJ until 3 a.m. So we were like, this is crazy. We're going to try to have fun, but then we're going to go and, you know, mingle, go talk to people, go outside, and we'll come back. So we um, ended up stumbling over to Taco Orinoco, and it was great. I had chicharron tacos. It was so good. I noticed that in Mexico, there are two different types of chicharron tacos, meaning... There's one where it's kind of like mushed and it's like um, the chicharron has been boiled, it seems like boiled or slow cooked and then smeared on it or like mound, like mounds of it is on it. But chicharron is mostly fat. So when it's cooked like that, the taco is a lot more mushy. Um, and I was not a fan of that. So when I... I saw that this was on the menu. I honestly was a little skeptical. And I was like, I don't know about that because the last time I had it, it just wasn't great. But then um, getting it, it was different. It was like the fried chicharron that they took. um, They took it, they chopped it up, and they recook it on the skillet. So now it has that bit of um, that cooked taste where some of the meat is there and the, the fat is not too fatty where it's uncomfortable to chew, but it has been reflavored a little bit off of the, um, the skillet and it's amazing. And it's a chain. This is not, there's nothing special about this place. It's a chain. There's like two of them within the city. Um, but that place, beautiful. Presentation, beautiful. You get free little like potatoes, smashed potatoes with it, beautiful loved it amazing would definitely go back um and did definitely eat there a couple times after the first time admittedly um that's been month two it's been just more like more it's been more yummy food it's been more partying it's been more um learning about the city and the history and more about the culture it's been more of me practicing Spanish and just immersing myself in a culture that's that's not mine but that is um, embracing me and welcoming me everyone I've met everyone has been so nice and understanding 
if I can't say certain things in Spanish um, because I don't speak Spanish on a regular when I'm at home. So getting back into that and speaking every day, you know, everyone's been so patient and more, more self-discovery as well because I have learned so much about myself being here. Um, not out here telling people that I, I came to Mexico um, to clear my mind when, you know, normal people just take a walk around the block. But, you know, I, I did come here to clear my mind of some things. And I do feel like I'm I'm gaining that clarity, which is amazing. It feels so good. Like, this piece of my healing journey feels amazing. I can't even... Amazing is not even the word. Like, there's, like, another phenomenal I don't even know if phenomenal is the word I feel like there's there's another a word for it like I I feel you know what <laughs> I don't know if y'all know that Lil Wayne song um I think it's Mr. Car- I think it's Mr. Carter I think it's Mr. Carter where he's like I feel good man like I feel I feel colossal that's how I feel I feel how Wayne felt when he couldn't even describe how he felt that's how I feel right now Um, It's been an amazing journey and it's been challenging. I'm not even going to lie. Like I'm, yes, I'm in Mexico. Yes, it looks like I'm having the time of my life. Yes, y'all don't see me on Instagram posting photo dumps and things in my story and showing all like the really good parts. But there's a lot of shedding that's happening here for me as well, which is so needed and more, probably more needed than I thought because, you know, I, I did come here just thinking I, I just needed a little bit of a break from things. But being here has kind of shown me that you don't need a break. You need to fucking get out of those things completely. There are certain things, certain patterns that you need to get out of completely. You don't need a break from it. You need to break up with it. And I'm spitting bars now. Hold on, let's get into it. But <laughs> it's true. Like, I have been here... There's an element of me here alone as well. You know, I have found this community of people. I have people that I can hang out with all the time. But these people don't know me. And they don't know some of the things that I struggle with. I am a friend that they have met while they are exploring. While they're on their own journey. While they're also exploring. Or or whatever. So, there is an element of being here alone. That is helping me a lot. Because... It's me with my own shit. It's not me with somebody else's shit or somebody, you know, somebody down the block or somebody pulling up to my crib or somebody hitting me on the phone every day. Like, this has been a moment for me to truly take the steps that I need to get back to myself because I haven't, I haven't felt myself for a while. And I've, I've explained that in multiple episodes and I don't lie about it. Um, I don't hide it. It's definitely something that's part of my healing. Um, but that, like, this this um, section or chapter, yeah, this chapter of healing is, is different. It feels different. Like, now I feel like there's actually, there's a breakthrough. It's not just I'm, I'm covering it up with another tactic or another job or another something where I'm burying myself like there's also an element of freedom that I don't feel guilty about so 
yeah, it's been it's been great. And I I love Mexico City. I am looking to to see what my next adventure is gonna be. I want to travel somewhere else. Um there are for those who don't know, um as I you know, I've been in Mexico but I've been doing a lot of research because as someone who works remote, I think that I would also like to do more traveling. And there are about 140 something countries that Americans can go to without a visa. Now that may change because in 2024, um, we we might be required to have a visa to go into Europe, but that doesn't take away from the other countries that you can go to as long as you have a passport visa free meaning no extra costs other than your flight, your accommodation, whatever money you're going to spend there, blah, blah, blah. But um, and visa, sometimes visas are not that expensive either. But if you are interested in visa-free, that is an option. So, you know, I, I mentioned this in the first one, and I'm going to keep saying it until I see y'all going on y'all adventures as well. Even if it's just one, um, get out there. Go see the world. If you can, obviously, it depends on what path you're on. For example, like, I I was able to leave the country for three months and not lose anything, not lose any money, not lose any place in, in anything. But not a lot of people have the opportunity to do that. So my suggestion is not, oh, drop everything and go. My suggestion for, for you is if you can do it, then I suggest you do it. Especially for black women. Black men, too. Because you know what? For, for all all black people, period. I love to see black women out here. Um, but I don't like that I don't see a lot of black men out here. And yeah, I, I want to see more black men out here. So everyone, if you're able to, if your life permits it, and if you absolutely want to, go see the world. There are places you don't need to have a visa for. You can stay there for 30 days, you can stay there for 90 days, some places. You can stay there for 180 days, some places. Um, you can stay there for two weeks. You can stay there for a week. It could be five days. It can be something. But go see, go see another reality. You know, like there definitely is more, um, more out there than you probably think, or you probably will see things that you you've never expected. Um, and I think just for personal growth. Don't you want to feel colossal like Lil Wayne? Come on. Don't you want to feel like that extra, like, I, I've done something for me, solely for me. Um, it's a great experience. So, yeah. I guess I am preaching now. If you want to go, then I, my thing is go. And if you want to know anything about Mexico City, if you're going, if you're contemplating going, if you need that extra push, um, let me know. I'm here. And there's a chance that I will be in the city when you arrive, depending on when you're coming. And yeah. And that's it. And I will give the third and final update of my Mexico City series um soon and then it's and then it's back to the states and um I'll update on what life is like back in the states cuz I'm sure 
there will be a huge difference of what I feel um, once I'm back home for a little bit. And I'll just keep y'all updated. Until then, bye y'all.